Okay, so I have loved Maybelline since I became aware of it when I was, you know, probably 13, 14. I have used Maybelline for that long. And their new Lifter Plump Lip Gloss is absolutely insane. It is so fabulous. It gives me the perfect puffy pout. And one thing about me is I always have a lip on. Like I wake up in the morning, I brush my teeth and I apply a lip. I am, I'm just that girl. I'm sorry. I have to. And I'm obsessed with this new Lifter Plump. Okay. Here's why. There's a little heat in it and it just makes your lips look so kissable, so perfect, so divine. I'm obsessed, quite frankly. Can you take the heat? Find your shade at Maybelline.com or a retailer near you. Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. Thankfully, C4 Energy has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus. C4 Smart Energy is formulated with 200 milligrams of natural caffeine from green coffee beans, plus potassium, niacin, and vitamin B12 to support well-being and help you feel your best, all while promoting fat burn and boosting metabolism. So I have recently tried C4 Smart Energy, and let me tell you, it is giving me a boost. That caffeine is hitting because I have a very short attention span. I get distracted so easily, and I tried it, and I was like, yeah, this is a boost all right I love that look for smart energy every day in the beverage aisle at your local target go grab a can and share on social media tagging at c4 energy and the it's me tinks podcast to show how smart energy helps you stay focused wherever you are c4 smart energy stay focused to know me is to know that I am obsessed with spicy margaritas Love tequila cocktails? Then check out the award-winning 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. It's a one-of-a-kind tequila infused with the juice of real fruit. 21 Seeds is smooth, not sweet. It smells fresh and bright and tastes incredible. Try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Learn more at 21seeds.com. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. What's up, guys? Happy Friday. Welcome back to It's Me Tanks. How's everyone's week going? I'm in Boston right now. I'm pre-recording this, so I'm in Boston with all my Boston biddies, which I'm very, very excited about. I hope I got to meet a lot of you. I feel like I did this big hype session for January, and then I've actually been finding January a little difficult. Similar to when I was like, oh, I think a long-distance relationship is easy, and now I'm like, wait a minute, that's not true. So this month is really all about me being humbled. I don't know. I've just been in a bit of a January slump uh, this past week or so, but um, hopefully my trip to Boston will get me out of it. I know a lot of us are feeling shitty about the weather, shitty about just stuff January you know relationship ish all that good stuff but um I hope you guys are all doing well for my rose and thorn uh my thorn was Miso getting he got like a a sore eye and I had to take him into the vet and I am a puddle of a human when I have when the cats are upset like I 
truly can't even hear the meow in pain one time. He wasn't even in pain. He just was so upset when I took him to the vet. He was like crying in the car and I was crying. And then this dog tried to say hello in the vet's office. And then that made me so very scared. And then that made me cry more. And the vet was like, you're a mess. Like you've got to regain control of your emotions. And um, I, I said on Instagram, I really don't know how parents do it. I'm in awe of my friends who are parents because if I feel helpless with a cat, I can't imagine if your kid gets a cold or if they hurt their, you know, fall over, hurt they, their knee, whatever. So that was what I was thinking about. But yes, Miso, thank goodness he's okay. But that was my thorn. And my rose was Lewis Hamilton having the Tink Sunday. Um, so if you don't know, I have an ice cream Sunday at Craig's, which is a restaurant in, in LA. And it came about, a lot of people don't know the story because I love ice cream. I love sweets. We all know that. Um, and I love Craig's. And if you've heard me tell the story uh, one million times, like I used to go to Craig's when I first came to LA, my friend took me and I was like, wow, like everyone here seems to know each other. And this is such a nice environment. Like, I wonder, I wonder if I'll ever make it in this town or I don't know. It's just one of those places, you know? And over the years I've went a lot, got to know Craig and, and we, and he was like, well, we should do like a dessert since you love desserts. Cause I'm always like, I want something with a lot of sauce and a lot of bits in it. And so, um, we decided to make a Sunday and I also like a spectacle, right? Because it comes out with like a sparkler and it's fun and you get to share it with all your friends, which, you know, again, not very COVID friendly, but Hey, uh, it's it's like enough to split. Although I have taken one down by myself when I'm drunk several times. It has all different types of vegan ice cream, brownies, cookie dough, whipped cream, strawberries, like everything in it. Chocolate sauce, everything. And there's like a sprinkle rim. And uh, it's actually served in a giant martini glass because why wouldn't it be? Anyway, one of the cool things, I thought that we were going to do it like it was just going to be like, you know, no one would know about it. Secret menu. No, 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 no. This dessert is loved by all, if not to toot my own horn. And uh, the cool thing is sometimes a lot of, cele- I mean, all the time, so the celebrities go to Craig's and sometimes they get my Sunday, and then it's really cool. So Lewis Hamilton eating it. He is, he is a, a, an attractive man, you guys. He is really just a 10 out of 10. Lauren, my assistant, is obsessed with Formula One. And she loves that show on Netflix. I don't know. She keeps trying to get me to watch it. I think it's called Drive to Survive or something. But um, she was like, maybe this is will finally get you into uh, <laughs> into race car driving. I am interested in that. I mean, it the the ang- the Mr. Anxiety inside of me says I do not want to watch people drive at that high speeds. It really, really stresses me out. But it, it is cool. I mean, I just am fascinated by anyone who is really, really good at one thing, a specialist, if you will. I just think that is the coolest shit on earth. And I don't care what it is. Like you could be the best bird watcher in the world. You could be a violinist. I don't care. I just love he- about I love hearing people who are the masters of their craft. And obviously Lewis Hamilton is amazing and he's so attractive and he had like a Sunday in each hand and it just made me feel very happy. So, um, also I, it was Chloe's birthday. So I did break my dry January. I had like two and a half drinks hit me like a train hit me like a fucking train. And I'm glad that I got to celebrate with her. I don't regret it, but it was, I just felt like very ripped out of my cocoon of sobriety or whatever. I I know you're not supposed to say sobriety, so I'm sorry about that. But um, you know my my uh, dryness for this January. So maybe that was it too, because you know if you haven't been drinking, it's actually insane when you drink 
the anxiety that comes back right away. So all that to say, we're nearly at the end of January. Everyone gird your loins. Uh, Today, I want to talk about something that's really emotional, that affects us all, that's really, really hard for people, and myself included. And I'm actually feeling it a lot right now, which is why I wanted to record this episode, because I'm hoping that um, via writing these notes and planning the episode, maybe I can help myself a little bit. And that is changing friendships. And this happens all throughout your life, all throughout your life. But I think that there are a couple of drop-off points that where you really feel the tectonic plates of your social constellation shift. And I think about 25, 26 is one of them. I think 30 is one of them. I think 35 is one of them. Although I don't know, I'm not there yet. Uh, And it's really painful. And it's really hard when your friendships change. Because it feels feels like a loss sometimes. It feels out of your control. Change is really hard. I have a very hard time with change. I really do. And to feel like you're becoming less close with a friend is one of the most acutely distressing experiences that I think you can have um, kind of in, in life. Because a friend is someone who makes you feel safe. A friend is someone who you've shared life experiences with. Maybe you've grown with them. And to feel that that closeness dissipating is very stressful. Very stressful. And I feel that pain very acutely. And I feel, I don't know, I just feel, I've been feeling it lately with a couple of people just that we're just less close. Nothing happened. Just kind of, you know, where it starts where you're just not in the same city for a couple months and then you you just lose it and it's hard. But uh, there's a million different reasons why these uh, shifts in friendships happen. They could include Number one, moving away. So that's a big one, right? After college. Oh, I should say that right after college is a big drop off too. Although usually I I actually feel like it doesn't really happen until a little bit later because in in like freshman year of real life, when you're like 23, 24, everyone's still so like active and good at keeping in touch and no one has too big of responsibilities so everyone can like be around each other. So I, I actually feel like it doesn't change until you're like 25, like I said. But so... It could be that someone moves away. Could be that you're in different life stages. So all of a sudden someone gets married and moves to the suburbs or all of a sudden someone uh, has a crazy job or they're in law school or and they just don't have any time to see anyone. Or the third and in my opinion, most painful reason, you just grow apart. Right. That's that's the really painful one when there's no reason and you just grow apart and it's someone who you thought damn you're going to be my best friend forever you're going to be you know or we're going to be a group of best friends forever you know we're going to be like that movie now and then have you guys seen that it's an old movie if you haven't it's really really cute has a a, a really great cast um but you know you think we're going to be best friends forever and then all of a sudden you're not all of a sudden uh you know two people in the group aren't speaking and that puts a wedge between everybody else or one person gets a boyfriend who doesn't get along with the group and then that person pieces out, you know? I guess there's another fourth reason, which is like you have a fight, but I'm going to put that in in a different category because fights, 
you know, you can choose to mend them. You can choose to have a conversation, whatever. I'm talking about like just really changing friendships. Um, I don't want to dwell on the negative too much because it's a fact of life. These, uh, these changing friendships are a fact of life. So instead, I'm going to offer five things, five tips that I have come up with on this topic. And this took me a while to come up with. I was really digging deep. I was like sitting in bed last night with the cats and I was like <laughs> talking to them. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, and I was talking to myself and thinking like, what are the lessons that I've learned? And then what's actually helped me? Um, because again, it really, really affected me like a train. Like when I left San Francisco, I will never forget our last night in in the Purple House. I lived there for four years with different roommates, but mostly with Dickie and Casey. And we were I slept in on a mattress with Dickie on her room on the floor, and Casey was on a mattress on her floor in her room. And when I left, I felt like it was cataclysmic. It was even harder for me than college when I left college because when I left college I was like oh well at least I'm going to live with all my friends now and we're all moving to San Francisco we're all going to be together and like I knew that there I just felt like so excited to be even though I was so sad to leave Stanford I was I was excited to be a grown-up and have my job and like all this new shit and and when I when we left I was like 26 I guess I was just like this I was like this feels awful I I should say before that I launch into this I have always had a hard time with growing up. I, I know you're probably rolling your eyes thinking, yeah, we fucking know you have Peter Pan syndrome. You want to be a child forever. Like you literally want to be a baby forever. And it's true. I do. It's true. I wouldn't call myself a late bloomer. Maybe I would, but I, you know, my mom has always said like, you never want to grow up. You always like to be a baby. You always like, you know, you don't want the responsibility of adulthood. I guess that's a lot of millennials people would say. And it's true. Millennials have had a really hard go of it, you guys. Be nice to us. But I, I don't I don't like change and I don't like growing up and I, I hate the idea that everybody has to go and live in their own house. Like I hate that. I made my all my friends promise like when we left college, oh, can we all like move into a compound eventually with all of our families? Like I hated that idea. And that's immature, right? And that's wrong. And I, I'm okay to say it because you know, you can't really judge how you feel and it's all there's all root causes of it. And I think that it was just like this massive immaturity I had where I was like, I didn't want anyone to get a boyfriend because it would mean that they would hang out with hang out less or like I didn't want anyone to move in with their boyfriend because then they, you know, like, ew, a boy, you know what? You know what I mean? Like I had a lot of that in my young 20s. So if you're feeling that, don't judge yourself. It just means that you're apprehensive and you're a little nervous of change. And and that that was like something that I really had to work on, like work on just with myself. Like it, I don't even really remember talking about that in therapy. It was more just like reading books and being like, all right, growing up is a part of life. And I'm one of the points, one of the tips I have is going to kind of uh, neutralize that feeling that I just spoke about. Okay. So five tips for changing friendships, that whole ball of wax. Number one, the, I started with the easiest one, put in effort. So I think a big thing, as I said, is like people moving away or people being busy with whatever it could be a job, could be their family, whatever it is. And people get really busy. I remember a specific conversation that I had. I think it was with Casey, but I was, I remember sitting, um, 
in my house in San Francisco. And I remember saying to her, I think maybe the other girls were there too. I remember being like, I mean, I just can't imagine being so busy that you wouldn't text someone back. Like I would always text someone back immediately. Like, I just don't get it. I think I was like trying to organize like, I don't know, probably a night out at Comic Club, probably dinner at Flores. I was probably trying to organize it. And like, you know, one of our friends who probably had a very stressful job dared not text me back. I just remember thinking like that could never be me. Like I will always just be available and texting back. No, sometimes I go three days and I've just forgotten to text someone back because I'm busy. People get busy. People are dealing with their kids. People are dealing with their law school or their job or whatever. They're dealing with life. And I think one of the most important things you can do is up until a point, not take that personally, right? Now, if your friend doesn't text you back for three months, maybe it's time to sit down and have a talk. But if they're just a little slow to text you back, don't take it personally. Push that push through. So put in effort. Send photos. I say this tip all the time, but like just send your friend a photo. Oh my God, I'm eating a turkey sandwich. Reminds me of the ones we had in college. Miss you. Hope your day is good. You don't have to launch into a, hi, Jennifer. How are you? I've missed you. What's going on? How is your job? That is a boner killer of a conversation starter, okay? That is just like not a text anyone wants to respond to. I find that when keeping in touch with people, whether they live in your city or not, the less pressure, the better. Hey, miss you. Thinking about you. How are you? Or, you know, I've told you this before. Camilla and I send each other voice notes. There's no expectation that we have to get back to each other right away or that we even have to respond. But like, when I wake up and I have a voice note from Camilla, even if she's just like talking about her date or her job, I love it. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so excited. I like listen to it while I'm brushing my teeth. It makes me so fucking happy. And then I know what's going on in her life. And it's a very low lift. So I have a trip planned to Palm Desert coming up and I booked an Airbnb because I wanted to be with all of my friends. This house we booked has a beautiful pool. So you guys know I will be catching some rays and doing a little bit of tanning. I know a few friends who have houses and when they're away, whether it's on a trip or they're traveling for work, they just Airbnb their houses. So they're like actively making money while they're away, which is kind of the dream, right? Like passively making extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There are so many books out there, it can be hard to choose one. But becoming a Book of the Month member makes it easy to decide which book to read next. Members get books delivered right to their door and shipping is always free. There's even an app to pick your book and track your reading progress. And there are audiobooks too. So I'm obsessed with this, you guys, because I feel like sometimes I get decision paralysis on what to read next. And the fact that Book of the Month Club, they decide for you, they pick the best because they do all that reading is just fantastic. I love to be in the reading community and book of the month is an incredible way to really get engaged with your reading maybe you want to pick it back up for summer so important to always have a book when you're going on your summer trips reading by the pool or just reading before bed which is as you know my favorite thing to do right now you can get your first book of the month for just five dollars with code petals by visiting bookofthemonth.com that's bookofthemonth.com and use code petals 
Love starts with you. Show off your personal style every day with new Pandora pieces that set a shining example for the world to see. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between, beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora radiates with your love from every angle. Create a look that's all your own with a unique mix of meaningful charms or choose from Pandora's sparkling collection of timeless designs perfect for making an eye-catching statement. With Pandora Jewelry's vast selection of rings, bracelets, earrings, necklaces, and charms, there's endless ways to love it, stack it, wear it, and share it. Style your everyday favorites with sparkling cuts, vibrant enamels, and playful designs, or truly make it your own with a personal engraving. Write a love note to yourself or your best friend with beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora. Spell it out with handwritten charms, sparkling stacks, and iconic styles designed for every kind of forever. Pandora jewelry is the perfect way to share the gift of love with yourself and the ones closest to your heart. Shop now at Pandora.net. Pandora, be love. This Mother's Day, spoil the moms in your life with little luxuries from Osea. I am obsessed with Osea because it is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate neutral certified and I just know I can feel very safe using everything my mom loves it too I always gift her Osea because I know she's obsessed with it she is a big fan of the body oil she just loves how soft it makes her skin feel it is the best the Andaria algae body oil is seriously one of a kind like I said that's my mom's favorite it's rich yet never greasy and it's clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity it leaves skin silky soft and unbelievably glowing spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from osea get 10 percent off your first order site-wide with code tinks at oseamalibu.com you'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over 60 dollars. head to oseamalibu.com and use code tinks for 10 percent off Way's new anti-frizz cream provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours plus heat production up to 450 degrees. Okay, so I actually tried Way's new anti-frizz cream on live with my community, which is kind of risky, right, to try a new product on live. I put it on my hair, which as you guys know is level 9 million frizzy. And by the time I had got done finishing my glam, because I was doing glam on live, my hair was dry and I was shook to my core at how smooth my hair looked, especially that frizzy top part, you know, the, in, in your part, all those little baby hairs coming through that frizzy part that was smooth. So shout out way for consistently delivering products that actually work and do what they say they're going to do on the bottle. Frizz free up your schedule with way go to T H E O U A I.com and enter promo code meetings for 15% off any product. That's T H E O U A I.com promo code me tanks I just read an article um I'm so sorry I don't remember where I think it was maybe the Washington Post it was about or maybe it was the New York Times I'm sorry I don't remember it was about the power of the eight minute phone call so essentially the article was saying you know people don't call other their friends because they think it has to be this big thing they think oh, well, I don't have time to call my friend, you know, because I don't have an hour this afternoon, but I do want to catch up with her. I'll call her next week. And then, of course, next week, you don't have the time again, blah, blah, blah. And then that's how all of a sudden you go three, three months without talking. This article said, just call your friend. Now, I know all the millennials in the room are probably thinking, that's terrifying. I hate when people call me unannounced. And so do I. But like, I've really been getting into it. 
and you just call and you're like, hey, like I'm driving to work. Like I got a couple minutes. What's going on? How's your day? How was that date you went on? Like you don't, it doesn't have to be so formal. And if they don't answer, it doesn't matter. And you don't have to play phone tag. You know, you, it doesn't have to be this big stressful thing. This has been a huge mindset shift for me because before I would like only do it when I had four hours in the car. And now I just like call my friend and I'm like, oh, what's up? You know, how, da, 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 da. and it's like five minutes and my day is made and I feel closer to them. And it's again, a very low lift. Don't overcomplicate it. If you miss someone, call them. If you miss someone, shoot them a text, tell them you love them. Not only is that shit good for your friendships and keeping in touch and making it still remain casual, but it's like, it's also good for you. It feels amazing to tell someone you miss them and you love them. It feels amazing and it doesn't have to be complicated. Yesterday on the treadmill, I'm trying to get back into working out, you guys. It's not going well. Uh, I was texting Haley, one of my best friends, and she has a, a son. He's so cute. Uh, and and I, we were, like, going back and forth, but it was clear we were both there. And she just FaceTimed me. She just FaceTimed me. And it made my week. It literally made my week. I got to see her son, Will, and just chat with them for 10 minutes, shoot the shit, literally made my week. We didn't talk about anything important. We just caught up a little bit. Just just caught up. So easy. Just FaceTime. Just make the call. And I think the more space you leave in between, the more it can feel like it has to be this monumental catch up where you say, how is your job going? How is your relationship? Are you still thinking of buying that house? Like, just be like, oh my God, are you watching, uh, because I think actually what what happened was she texted me and she was like, oh, you inspired me to rewatch Girls. And we were like talking about that. The minutia of someone's day is way more important to me than like, oh, how is your job? Like whatever. That stuff you can get into when you finally see each other over dinner and you're relaxing, whatever. Yeah, sure. Get into it then. When you got eight minutes, just be like, what are you watching? Oh my God. Did you see that thing? Did you like that dress she wore to that award show? Whatever. So that's my first one. Put in effort and don't get in your head about it. Now, okay, the second one. Feel your friend's joy in your bones. Feel their wins like they are your own. And you're probably thinking, what does this have to do about changing friendships? I'll tell you. I think a main cause of fracturing friendships in women, especially in 20s and 30s, is jealousy and comparison. And that's a hard pill to swallow, right? Because it means absorbing or potentially absorbing some of the blame. But I really believe this, you guys. And the more you can try to look out for it and identify it in yourself, the safer you'll be. What do I mean by this? I mean, your best friends with someone from college, okay? You're friends with them. Maybe they move away. You're still friends. You know, you do everything together. It's great. It's great. It's great. Boom, they get a boyfriend. All of a sudden, they're engaged at 27. You're single as a Pringle, doing your job, doing whatever else, dating around. They're engaged. All of a sudden, you're a maid of honor. All of a sudden, you're spiraling because you're like, I've never even had a serious boyfriend. And my best friend is looking for wedding dresses. Okay. Sound familiar? It's happened to all of us. Now, here's the key. You have to catch it early. You have to say, Number one, comparison is the thief of joy. And number two, her finding the love of her life is a win for me. Because 
I want all my friends to be happy. I want everybody around me to be fulfilled and happy. Why? Because water seeks its own level. And to use a chuggy mantra, your vibe attracts your tribe. You want everyone in your crew to be fucking paid, getting laid, and happy as a clam. That's winning, okay? That is the true definition of winning when everyone in your crew is, is winning. And it's so hard for women because it's like we see other girls get things we want and we're like, oh my God, oh my God, there's less to go around. Why scarcity mindset? It's not true. Say it with me. Her success is not my failure. Her success is not my failure. Her getting married is not me being single forever. Her getting a promotion is not me not getting promoted. Okay? You got to learn early. Feel those successes for your, that your friends get in your bones. And expect the same in return. Expect that when you get a promotion, your friend is like, fuck yeah, we're going out for champagne. Expect that when you go on a good date, your friend is like, hell yeah, I'm so pumped. I'm going to follow up. I'm going to figure this out. This is how you create lifelong bonds. This is how you, your friendships last. It's, it's work. It's work. Because you know what's easy and low vibrational? When your friend comes in and is like, damn, I, I got that promotion. I'm going to Tokyo next week on a business trip. It's easier to say, what the fuck? She doesn't even work that hard. I'm so jealous of that. I wish I would get promoted. Why don't I get promoted? That's easier. But it's also toxic and it's only going to hurt you. I posted on my Instagram that picture of Jamie Lee Curtis cheering when Michelle Yeoh won the Golden Globe. And like, that is exactly what I'm talking about embodied. Like you want to be your friend's biggest cheerleaders and you have to, you know where it all starts? Comparison is the thief of joy. There will be times in your young life that you feel so fucking far behind than your friends in every area. And I'm just telling you the truth. And, And you know what? I don't even think that that ever ends, but I just think it's more prominent in your young life. There will be times when you're like, I. I'm literally on a different planet than my friends. And you know what? That's when you double down on feeling their wins. That's when you double down on saying comparison is the thief of joy. Don't go to the darkness. I know it can be scary. Like I know, like I know some of you out there are like, well, Tanks, I just lost my job and my boyfriend dumped me and my best friend is getting married to a billionaire and also she just got a promotion. I don't care. I don't care. She's your friend and you want that for her. You want all the good things for her. Because you know what? Life can come at you sideways. And God forbid something happens to her next year. You know, life is not in a straight line. It's, it's, and sometimes the friends that you think are like untouchable and like they're perfect and everything is going right for them. You don't know. In two years, they might be divorced. So the point is, don't compare and feel their wins in your bones because it will make you a better friend and it will make you happier. What could be better than that? And it's good for your friendship. Okay, here's an interesting one. Number three, let people grow and in return, grow yourself. This is similar in some ways, but different to the last one. People change. I know you're rolling your eyes. You're like, yeah, obviously tanks. But I really want you to internalize that. Like people change, people grow out of things and people evolve. And that's beautiful. That's what life is. If your friend isn't evolving or if you're not evolving, 
that's not very good, right? I always say if you're not cringing at yourself a year ago, you're not growing. So by this, I mean, let, let's take an example. And, and I'm sure maybe some people feel the way, this way about me. Like, let's say your friend is a crazy fun party animal in college, like always down to go out, always down to go on an adventure, always down to take a trip, whatever. And, you know, you guys move to Austin together. You're partying, you're making all your friends together. Life is great. All of a sudden, your friend gets a new job and she starts to take it really seriously. And she's like, actually, I don't feel like going out this weekend. Or, I'm, ah, I don't want to go to Miami for, you know, this concert. I'm, I'm good. Thanks. And she starts to change, starts to get up early. She starts to jog, she joins a yoga studio, starts to like cook all her meals, meal prep. That can be really, really difficult. And, and let's call it what it is. It, it's a selfish thing when, when, we, when we're upset that our friends change, right? But I've been there. We've all been there. We've all been like, God, she used to be so fun. And I'm sure people have said that about me. I'm sure people have said that about me. But you have to identify that and you have to be like, you have to literally relabel it. And instead of saying, oh, she used to be like this, just be like, wow, my friend's growing. She's changing. She's changing. And that's cool. Maybe it means we're not going to be as close. But as a person, as someone who held weight in my heart for a time, I'm honoring her growth. Right? Which leads me into my fourth point, which is let it ebb and flow. And I know you're probably thinking, Tinks, that's kind of contradictory to your first point, which is put in effort. They're different. You should put in effort. Use your, use your brains. Like it, It's not an exact science. You're all smart cookies out there. Use your brain. When, it's, when you still know that the friendship is cooking and we're good, put in effort. But when you really feel a shift and they happen, let it go. Let it ebb and flow. It doesn't mean never speak to them again. But if, if you naturally find yourself like really not wanting to reach out to a person or like you're like, oh, God, I don't really want to go to dinner one on one with them. Let that happen. Don't force it because it is an ebb and flow thing. And that's scary as hell. But it's like I think Oprah says, like, when you love something, you have to set it free. Like you just have to kind of it's like tides, right? It's like the tide is in, the tide is out. You have to just honor that and in, instead of trying to fight it. Because I, I feel like I had it several times in my 20s where I was like, had, my, had this summit with someone where I'm like, but we used to be so close and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, yeah, sometimes that's because one person just like, you know, falls off and doesn't make an effort, whatever. But more likely than not, you're just in different places in your journey and they're not simpatico anymore. And that's okay. That's okay. Sometimes people grow so much that it's like you're not really meant to be close with them anymore. Doesn't mean that you didn't used to be. Doesn't mean that you don't have precious memories that are going to be with you forever with that person. And the way that you can honor those memories and the friendship that you did have is by honoring where the other person is and honoring where you are. Like you don't have to force yourself to hang with someone if you just don't want to anymore. Just it's all good. And it doesn't have to be. Uh, like it doesn't have to be negative in any way it can just be like okay if you run into them you're nice to them you, you do genuinely care what they're up to but like 
you're just not going to brunch every weekend anymore. And that's okay. It ebbs and flows. Okay. The last one really, really gets me. And it's helped me a lot as someone who is nostalgic to a fault and who cries like at least once a week because she misses all of her friends living in one house together. My fifth point tip is to realize that you're in the good old days. What do I mean by this? I'm a person who says the good old days all the time, multiple times a day. Okay. Oh man, I miss the good old days. That was in the good old days. Wow. Look at that. The good old days, whatever. You're in the good old days. And how did I realize this? Well, journaling helped me a lot. And also my weird hobby of whenever I'm on a plane listening to sad music and looking back at photos helped me realize this. I will look back, like I'll I'll be having a bad day or a bad era or week or whatever. And then in a year, I'll look back at photos and I'll be nostalgic for it. And I realized that like we're constantly creating new memories and we're constantly in the good old days. So the point is to be present and and know that like even though you crave friendships of years past, like you you miss that closeness, you're currently in a different friendship closeness with someone else that might be right in front of your eyes that you might be taking for granted right now. Things change, things ebb and flow. But every moment is precious and it's just about articulating and being observant about what is so good right now. I have a fifth, I have a sixth bonus point for you guys actually, which is don't ever forget that when, you know, in the ebbing and flowing of friendships, when some friendships get less close, that makes room for new friendships. And that's really special too. You can add more people, you can always be making new friends. And, and you don't know, like, you could be meeting your best friend tomorrow, right? I know we all think, like, oh, we have our best friend set. You don't know that. You don't know that. You meet some of your best friends later in life. You have no idea, and that's really exciting. So keep your heart open, especially if you're, you know, maybe you've moved away or maybe some friendships are kind of fading out. That usually means that new friends are coming in. And remember that you're in the good old days. Like you might be looking back at this time right now and be like, I can't believe it. I was just about to meet that new crew of people and they nourished my soul so much. They were really in the same life space as me. It's, there's always new good people. Just keep your eyes open. (laughs) I have a seventh, (laughs) I have a seventh um, tip just because I just thought of it which I should have incorporated earlier, but I'm going to say it because I, it would really bug me if I didn't, which is like, don't let diff being in different life stages. It's kind of connected to the comparison thing, but like, don't let different life stages trip you up. Like if you, if you feel as close to your friend, but she's married with three kids and you're single, don't let it trip you up. Don't be like, Ooh, I can't talk to her about that stuff. Or like, Ooh, we're not as close. Like it might naturally happen that, you know, that's an ebbing and flowing moment, but if it doesn't, don't let it trip you up. It doesn't matter. Some of my best friends are married with two kids. It doesn't doesn't matter. Don't let it don't let, don't get in your head about it, okay? I hope this was helpful. It's a work in progress. It's not like a, a one and done thing that you can just like fix it and get over it because there will always be swells, especially for us deep feelers out there. I know we, there's a lot of us who are really deep feelers. There's always swells of like, like I was drunk te- uh, this weekend when I was, you know, had my two and a half drinks at Chloe's. I was like texting Brian and I was like, I just like really 
I really miss you. And Brian doesn't even live in LA for some parts of the year now. So I just am like, I really hate that you moved away. And she's like, I didn't. You're literally being dramatic. I'm gone for a month. And I was like, uh, you know, it just, it ebbs and flows. It, 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 I'm glad that I did this podcast. I'm going to listen to it myself or I have the notes to refer back to. Change is hard, but it's also beautiful. That's a good, that's a good way to end, I think. <laughs> uh, I love you guys. I'll see you Monday. Uh, share this episode with a friend. Maybe share it with a friend that you miss. Could be a good way to reconnect. Love you. Bye. Thank you.